and welcome back to the We Out Here podcast with Conti and Carlo. I am Conti as always. I am joined by Mr. Carlo Brown. How are you doing today, sir? I can't complain as always. You know, I need to change my response to that question, but that's what I say to people in real life. So if y'all see me in the streets and you're like, yo, what up, Carlo? I'm like, what's poppin'? And it's like, how you doing? I'm like, I can't complain. Because if I could complain, would you listen to me? Would you listen to me, Conti? Listen, the right answer when someone says how you doing is fine or can't complain. If you start telling that person about your problems, I mean, in this setting, I'm asking you, you know, so we got topics to talk about. But if you just out in the streets and someone goes, how you doing? And your answer is like, not so good, actually. That person doesn't need your bullshit. They were just trying to be nice. Keep it moving. Don't unload so why all your bullshit. are we out here asking disingenuous questions? Nah, that's not. That's, it's the, nah, I can't move like that. It's the nah, polite thing to say, like son. When you uh, go to the store, yeah, I'm not and the person be behind the counter. When, when you go to the you go to the thing, and he goes, "What's up?" and you go, "How you doing?" and the guy behind the counter goes, ah, "Not so good, man." and then starts telling you about your problems. You want to sit there for five minutes asking the problem, answering his problems. Uh, then I need to not ask him how he's doing. That's what I'm saying. But you just do I it just at reflex. That's hello. all. That's yeah, all I'm nah, saying. Hey, you just I do can't it be out here asking disingenuous questions, man. I I can't have people moving suss around me i gotta be i gotta keep it i if i if i want the energy i gotta put it out there so i'm gonna put it out there so i gotta do better on my part i'm not asking you how you doing if i don't really want to know there you go but on the flip side you know if i know if i'm asking you that you probably just gonna say fine yeah so no no more blue hearts in the dms no asking people how they're doing if you don't care 2020 has been a year for you to about growth and opportunity Yo, if you don't self-reflect, what what else you doing out here, man? Nobody's perfect, you know. You gotta move I hear that. right, and you gotta move righteous, you know. A lot of disright, a lot of unrighteous shit going on. So you just gotta try to be the righteousness throughout the bullshit. That's just facts. I hear that, especially when it's petty drama like this chick trying to hit me up, mad at me, mad at me because I literally said, "Yo, my next chick." needs to be as reliable and delicious as Popeye's or else I don't want her. And she going to slide in my DM being like, LOL, boy, bye. I'm like, what you mean? She says to me, and I repeat, oh, so your next girl? Yo, I haven't dated this woman in over five years, yo. If the idea of me talking about some next chick upsets you, get over yourself. Check your ego. It ain't all (laughs) about you. How much dick have you sucked? In the last six years, I don't even want to know the answer to that question. Ask yourself. The answer's not a number that satisfies you, then you should be more sexually active. My question, though, son, my question is, what are you guys talking about in the DS? Is he throwing her blue hearts and getting her mind all fucked up? I haven't spoken to this female. Okay, okay, good. I'm just trying to keep it real for the... I I don't... I'm just Everybody's asking the questions that people are, are thinking. High. You know what I'm saying? You know, that is riding high. Everybody's locked up in their house. They all got an opinion about something. They all riled up right yep. now. So they just mad. You feel what I'm saying? So Carlo Brown did nothing to you, but you wanna you wanna pop smoke at me? R.I.P. pop smoke. I'm not even trying to have all that. Like, listen, baby girl, Carlo Brown loves you from a distance. But we got to socially distance ourselves. My Snapchat is now officially off limits. I don't want to hear you. I don't want to see you. No stories, no story reviews. You know, I know you're going to watch all my stories, but pay attention to the highlight real quietly. This yeah. is Sports Center. You can't make submissions. You can't make comments. Well, I mean, they be tweeting. So I don't know. 
I don't want to get into the, the gist of things. But yeah, man, that's just that's just my two cents on that, you know, as far as everything. Cause she all out here angry. And I ain't even do nothing to all I all I said is I need my next girl to be as reliable and delicious as Popeyes. That's not even offensive. <laughs> that's like the greatest compliment you could say. You know what I'm saying? It's like, baby, I know I could count on Popeyes throughout the 50 states. Even if I leave and go international, it's going to be delicious. And it's going to be the same menu. And it's going to be open during business hours. They might tell me I might have to wait for spicy. But then I could do it. It's worth the wait, baby. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes you got to wait for spicy, but it's worth it every time. Don't go yes, for regular. Sir. You always wait for spicy. No, nah, I like that classic though. Mildest fly to any. You can't go good. wrong. Yo, you speaking of that, I have. I still haven't. The two times we talked about this to go there, both times that line was like, you know, thirty cars down the street. I just can't. I'm not with it. I'm not. I've with come it. to experience these lines look worse than they are. These companies have really done a good job of uh, assisting and getting things moving forward. However, though, now that one where the shit was in the street, I'm just not parking my car in the street for Popeyes. Yeah, like, yeah there's like, there's like mm. no, it's it's like barely a shoulder. It's like almost like a bicycle lane. How small the shoulder is, I I can't, um, I I just, I Yo, can't. This social distancing stuff. I question its efficacy. I don't really know if we're doing anything. I haven't seen somebody in the store pick up three items and just put them right back you know we're still touching stuff yeah it's I not think the, the i point, think the masks are the helping point, but the point of social yeah. distance this is the this is the thing that like not saying you do but i see people all the time they get a misconception of what the social distancing was for social distancing was not to stop people from get coronavirus it was to slow down the amount of people that get coronavirus at once even if you limit it by 50 or even if you got 50 or, you know, or, or a six or 40% or 30% reduction, that's what the point was. So like, yeah, people don't know how to use gloves. So they put gloves on and then they think these gloves are like a magical force field that they can just pick up shit and touch their face and touch their body and pick up more shit. And like somehow they're now immune because they put gloves on their hands. Like they're just not trained with what they're supposed to be doing. But the average person is putting on the mask, going into the store, maintaining some sort of distance. It's just to limit the the exposure. So yeah, I don't people- even know. The, I, I question the efficacy. That's really all I was saying. You know, I, uh, to exactly what you just said, and it's like I, I think that um, having the amount of things closed has really helped with the amount of exposure. People aren't out and about and doing as much, but I still think the grocery stores where people are going and getting sick. You know what I mean? Because it's like you're still a hot spot of people. I was in Walmart and I was just like, all y'all motherfuckers in here breathing, doing stuff. Like from my understanding, most of the masks that we're wearing, there's still our particles are out there. It's not stopping coronavirus. So I, I don't know anything. All I'm just saying is like, I don't know. I just don't know because, you know, it doesn't make sense to be in a place like Walmart with literally like, I think, 300 customers spread out their giant warehouse. It could be more, it could be less. I'm just throwing a number out there um, as opposed to having, um, you know, me going to Marshall's to buy some clothes with the same social distancing shit applied. You get what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, what no, is it, the difference? It, it should. And, 
And it, but the problem is they can't tell you, you can't go get food. The systems weren't in place. Mm -hmm. The systems weren't in place to get you food. So places that sold food had to stay open. No, I get it. The other stuff wasn't in place. So they can't do anything but open and say, please try to do all these things. So we limit it in some way. Like they can't like, yeah, you could do that if you open up all the stores, but we're saying that basically putting on the mask and doing that stuff just gives a reduction in the chance. If you give a reduction in the chance, and everything's open it's not enough of a reduction to limit the amount of people that are going to be hospitalized so you just say only these essential businesses and you have to do this so we're doing basically reducing the amount of people that are close to each other and in the places we can't stop them from being close to each other we try to put in as many rules as we can to try to limit their exposure to each other that's cool and uh you know i just wish that we could put a number on it to quantify it to see the level of effectiveness not saying that we shouldn't even if it's 0.001 more effective make an impact then this is how we're moving i'm not saying that we should shut this down or anything i just wish i knew you know because i'm not i don't think i think some people based on a lot of the things that i'm hearing feel like you know it's safe to just be out there and they use the grocery store as a reference and i'm like okay well I can see why you say that, but at the same time, I don't think you you sh- you should be in the grocery store comfortable. You know yeah, no, you should not. Like, yeah, no, you should not. No, you should not be in the grocery I'm store comfortable. Talking, so what I was saying is, um, you know, I just wish that we could put a number on it to quantify it. That way, we could we would know how much we're helping because I really think the closure of the businesses. Has, a, has created more of an impact than social distancing actually has. You know, that's the only real, like, if I were to have an opinion about anything, I have, I'm not saying we should cro- close the grocery store. You know, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I don't think, like, the methods of social distancing, I really don't think that shit's doing anything. <laughs> Especially seeing how motherfuckers rolling around with a mask hanging half off and, like, uh, all that stuff. So I just really wish, you know, there was a way we could measure it and see how effective social distancing really is. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Like, there's just no, I mean, there's no, like, you just put the things in place and then say, this is, this limited the thing. We know the holistic plan limited the stuff, but you can't quantify which one thing did more than the other thing. So I'm I mean, ready just to holler at some random bitches. Like, I'm not even afraid of the coronavirus. Like, if I was drunk at a bar right now to check water to make out with me, I'm gay. Dead ass. That's why bars are closed. Like that's why they're closed. That's, that's exactly why, why that's the why bars are closed. closed. That's I, why under, closed. I, I'm all for it. By the way, I don't even believe in randomly making out with people, man. The percentage of uh STDs out there is high, y'all. Stay safe. Coronavirus, stay safe. The motto is stay safe. Protect yourself. Protect yeah. your neck. You gotta be careful out there. It can't be can't be just out there with random people, you know what I'm saying? I still stick by my statement though. I'm about ready to holla at some random chicks. I want a whole new, I bought some gear. I've been working out. I'm fly. I'm trying to get out there, man. Trying to have some fun. But, you know, we just got to sit tight and just enjoy the game and continue to move how we move and just, you know, keep getting good enjoyment out of the little things. Yeah. Until we're doing big things, as always. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like... What's going to happen? Like how we get out of this? Like they already canceled in-person classes for colleges for next semester. 
So I like, saw that. Some so like, universities still have the chance to make their own decision, but you know yeah. they're all going to pull in the same direction. But a lot of them went uh, – yeah, I mean, uh, they're saying it for now. But then so people were like, well, do I get half of my money back for not paying to live on campus? They were like – Ah, uh, dog, no, I can't uh, do no. it. See, the way, <laughs> my, bank account, the way my bank account is set up <laughs> is that that money doesn't really come back that way. And I got to move this money to that it's account. In the pipeline. And, uh, I yeah, yeah, the pipe, pipeline. 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 Yeah. Your money's not really paying for you. Old money paid for you. Your money's paying for new money. Ah, you know, it's complicated. It's like stocks. And shit. You but can't. we will get you those courses available to you online. Yeah, don't worry. Don't Could you worry. imagine, though, going to school and doing your fucking, like, the people that no, you know graduated feel this year are the worst. Go ahead. They're missing their freshman year. No, that means more than graduation. No, that's what I that's that's you know what I'm that's what I was going. Graduation's more for your family. Yeah, yeah. I wanted you to get your you point know? out. Yeah, but I was saying like I it what I was gonna say was like basically like yeah, it sucked for the people that were gonna graduate this year because like you know especially if you were going for like a major degree, like a doctorate or a master's degree, you know, you spend seven, eight years, nine years on this thing, and then you just can't like all the stuff you've been working for and you get it like sent to you in a PDF. It's just a little anticlimactic. But like you said, like imagine a person that was a freshman last year. So they were in school for like what a semester and a half. And then now they're about to finish this one remote next one remote. And who fucking knows? Because like the Spanish flu, the Spanish flu got lighter in the, in the summer and then came back with a vengeance in the winter because everyone calmed down and was like, all right, this is good. I'm out here on my boat or my canoe or whatever the fuck they had in 1980. I'm 1918. 1980. <laughs> 1918. And they were just were on their canoe or their boat or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know – or like riding their riding their horse and carriage or whatever, and then and then it it started popping off again in the winter time. So who knows what can happen in the winter here, uh, you know? And then imagine you miss like basically two years of your school just like doing it remote. It's wild. As far as my job has been concerned, like it sucks because normally I get to take clients out to dinners and lunches and shit, so I'm not eating steaks and getting to expense it to my expense account, but. Other than that, being able to close deals and work from home and like not have to just go do those bullshit meetings where I got to go shake this guy's hand because he needs someone to be in front of him before he can sign the deal. Like not having to do that has been pretty has been pretty cool. I hear you, man. And I'm, yeah. I, I definitely uh, I, I have a similar experience. I can't really complain. Like um, I hope that um, at least for my organization, we kind of we already were pretty much remote i was pretty much remote the entire time but i know some other offices that aren't they run it a little bit differently in other regions and i just hope from a national scope of things we realize that um we could even potentially cut some overhead with some of these locations where people were just going in there to work um or billing people or some of our um AR people, our accounts payable people that are currently working from home can continue to do so, can continue to do so. I would, it would be nice to see them transition to that. They probably won't though. They probably will still have people coming in every day, commuting over an hour. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I think that, I think that a lot of companies are going to, because basically there needed to be some sort of shift. Like, you had all those old school managers who were like, no, I need to be there in person. But I think that this has gone on for so long. I mean, three months basically, right? Uh, or maybe even, what was it? It was like March, right? It's 
June now. So closing in on three months, we've been basically a whole fiscal quarter, uh, you know, for most companies, we've been completely shut down. So yeah, obviously sales are going to decline. So you can't use like sales as a metric, but as far as like, well, for most places, but like, as far as the rest of it goes, like, I think people have really gotten into the swing of working from remote from home. So I think, I don't know, man, a lot of how do you scale the productivity? If I well, don't mean to interrupt you, that's, that's, it's challenging, you know? Yeah, I agree. But I'm saying like, they've been working on it for three months now. So if you think that the people just, I think that there'll be more people that will have the option to work from home, or at least the option to work part-time from home or some things like that. I think that there were a lot of companies where, uh, you know, they basically were just in such an old school mindset and they've had to work in this one. And then basically work still happening and projects are still going. I think that it will give a push in the right direction. Sure. A lot of companies will go right back to filling in their office space, but I think that, you know, next time it comes around when they got to sign a lease for an office, you know, they'll use this as a reference. It's like, damn, do we really need 300 off seats here at this office? Like, do we really need the secretaries and these people and these people to be here every day, you know, or at least more shared workspace stuff with meetings and a few offices and people can come in and out when they need to be there. But that's how we were. Well, you go to an office. Well, you have an office, right? You have like an actual you know, place to go. I right? have not. I have two. <laughs> literally i have two yeah i haven't been to the worcester one since last year since december of 2019 i have not set foot into that building i was in rocky hill four weeks ago i had to stop through there i had to pick something up yeah and now i was there now i was there again to drop something off but when i say i was in there bro five seven minutes i'm never in the office other yeah, people no. sometimes go to the office and I was talking to my manager and ironically the funny thing around is she's like you know you're like a hologram because <laughs> I, I really I do very well at what I do I know I like to make jokes on the uh on the podcast that I'm a security guard but I think y'all know that's not true but um I'm actually pretty good He's so the you top know flight it's a, security of the world it's, that's a, what it it's is. very it's very um it's very uh I say this humbly is what I wanted to say that I'm usually within the top ranks of the team. And even on a national level, uh, I'm, I'm always, I'm always at the top somewhere. And um, so I don't really have any pressure on me as far as to be um, as being managed on how to be successful. So what she was saying is she goes, you know, sometimes I want to call you and I'll be like, I'm not even going to call him. Cause he probably won't answer and he probably is going to call me back. Like, Oh yeah, I read any, anything I was going to tell you, you probably already did. She's like, you're like, you're like a hologram because you're always at the top, but nobody sees you. And when they do, it's virtual. And I was just like, <laughs> don't get used to it. Yo, I don't even exist. Yo, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it's supposed to not be. even see me. Yeah. What am I doing in the office? My job is to handle the clients, baby. They not over here. They out there. We do what I do out there. Sometimes I don't leave the house. Like one week, I didn't. I didn't do shit for like a week and a half. Like I wasn't even really working. And a few deals came across my desk. I had to handle them. Blah 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 blah. And then, you know, I was like, I I felt like I wasn't doing good because I wasn't putting any effort. And then I checked my numbers. I was like two hundred percent the quota. I was just like, see, there you go. Like. It's not that easy for some, though. I know some people that really, really struggle. And I think the real issue is that I think people get caught up in the idea of selling something instead of just 
selling something. I kind of went off on a tangent right there, but that's why I hate talking about work. Just some <laughs> thoughts. No, just some yeah. thoughts that I was just, I was just sharing. You feel what I'm saying? But now, yeah, definitely, definitely always remote me personally. But like I said, I mentioned um, some individuals that aren't remote that um, could be remote are, um, I mean, aren't usually remote that are operating very efficiently right now remote. Like our billing specialists and shit like that, what do they need to go into the office for? They have all the <laughs> software at home right now. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And they're just doing, they, I literally called and I could tell some chick was at home. Yeah. Fucking kid was screaming in the background. It's just yeah. like, I get, and like, no one's really going to be mad at that. Like we were doing business. Yeah. But I don't think I think that they're going to make them go back into those corporate offices or those satellite offices. I don't know where the billing department is. For all I know, that shit could be in Arkansas somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure that they I'm sure that they'll make them back. But I think that this will at least show some businesses that were on the edge. There's always going to be businesses that are like, no, we do this the old school way or whatever. But I think that, you know, like a lot of companies will learn that they have the option to do it this way and that people are generally happier i mean i don't have an office so like i don't i mean technically we have a shared desk space up in massachusetts but like Mm -hmm. that ain't for me and when they finish the new york city office i'll have a shared workspace little desk i may have my own or whatever yeah Yeah. like there'll be like a sales bullpen which will be like three desks i think and there's four of us so like i don't know that you're gonna claim one but whatever like i'm not gonna be in there like commuting into manhattan to do my work but the thing that I haven't had to do is basically go out to clients and like go meet with them at their office. Like, because they would do like, they would be like, we got a project, come on by and, and, and we'll talk about it. Then I got to drive all the way out to their office. I sit down, I go with them and then we talk about it. And then I got to go back on my computer anyways. That. I'm sorry. No, I didn't hear. You heard all. No, you're good. All right, yeah. So then, so then, yeah, it's like, then I got to go back to my computer anyways and work on it and then send it back to them. So like, just give me the information and I'll work on it from here and send it back to you. Like I got to go there to meet you. Like, yeah, there's some stuff that you want to do demonstrations in person, but uh, we've already, we've already been talking about how, like we think that at least for us, that um, this will basically be a kind of a shift of, you know, which meetings do we actually have to go to? Because you could be so much more productive throughout the day. If you're just basically, working on the computer and you don't have to drive around, you know, think of all the time so that you're driving between clients. To, yeah. If I don't have to do something, shit's a plus. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If I don't have to commute to the office to then sit down and meet with you to have our one-on-one, why? Why do you even need to physically see me? We've been doing that shit over the phone since I started. Yeah. Some, some locations, reps have to go see their manager directly every Monday. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, legit. I'd be looking at him like I'd be like, so uh, we've been doing this for about four weeks now, and uh, it's been going pretty good. But if you don't mind me asking, like, is there any way that we could figure something? Why are we doing this in person? It takes me an hour and a half to get here. You know what I mean? And it's just challenging. But you can't really have these conversations because it's just you're expected. It's like, no, if I'm saying you need to be here, you need to be here. That's the that's just how it's always been done. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not supposed to really say this, but so I'm just going to say it. Like I have the kind of position where if I could get it done in 10, 15 hours for the work week, I might not work for the rest of the week. 
<laughs> I'm available by phone and email, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to be, I'll be chilling, you know? Like, we went on a vacation once. I believe it was Miami. I was 100% on the clock. I did not take any vacation time. Yeah, I mean, I, I did, I've done two trips already where it's like, I just did some emails in the morning, got on a flight. It was a two-hour flight, then landed, had some missed calls, said, oh, I was in a meeting, answered those calls, worked, and then that was it. It's like I'm just available during the day. I'm just working. So That's why I don't really be complaining, though, you know? I mean, you know, I really do appreciate my life for what it is. I'm not a complacent person. Um, I'm always... I'm always trying to achieve something personally, but as far as me and my overall happiness, I, I really have it because yeah, I do have a manager, but no, like I really don't have like, I don't have a lot of pressure on me. It's a numbers job. So you got to hit your numbers, but I, I'm not struggling with that. However, I am saying this humbly, that shit could change any minute. Business is a roller coaster. You can really find yourself in a rut or in a dip, but having the experience and just knowing what it takes to be successful. If you do the little things and uh, when it's time to really grind, if you always are actively working your pipeline, you should have a fair sight of what you're going to be bringing in. I think it's the people that just, you know, sit around and jerk off that really just don't get it done. Like the people that, um, you know, they bullshit the customers. They're not looking for new opportunities. They're fucking up the opportunities that they actually do get. Like, that's when you just run into people that sh- they're just not a good fit. But I think anybody could sell something. I think anybody could be a salesperson. It doesn't really, it's not complicated when you just remember. You know, you're just talking to people for a living, man. It's really all you're doing. You know? Yeah, that's what... Uh, Listening and responding. <laughs> yeah, that's what people... That's the thing is mm-hmm. I, I see it. I see the ones that were the talkers, like the ones that could talk a good game and like say the right corporate words and like say this or that and do the song and dance and would be in the office and like bring a coffee to the person that was there and like, hey, let's get some lunch and, and do that. Like they were keeping their status within the company by basically schmoozing. And now that they have not been able to do that and it's just like, oh, where are all these... Where where's your next registered projects? It's like oh, uh, oh yeah. Well, I'm kind of working. How do we have no money in here? You know. So, I think that's the, I think that's the one thing that the people that kind of fake their way through it. You know, you can't fake the funk when you don't have anything else that you could do here. Especially when it's a performance job, like you yeah. know, like an athlete. You know, you can see how an athlete's performing. You know, I mean, they could be putting in the work every day, all the little things, but at the end of the day, come game day, you really got to get those results. And, you know, even though there's things that the stat sheet doesn't show, like you were just referring with people who brown nose or like, you know, the little things who come in early, stay later than everybody else, that's eliminating all that, you know? And, um, you know, some of the things that the stat sheet doesn't show, it's getting rid of that. And now you just got to go with, yo, how many points did you put up? How many rebounds? How many yards did you run? You know, all that good shit. So, but it is what it is, man. I don't make the rules to the game. I just play it to play it. That's just how it is, man. Yeah, that's how it is, man. Yo, speaking of the NBA, though, that's supposed to be coming back. That should be fun. Should be fun. NBA is back. NBA is about to be back. They're going to Orlando. I think J.R. Smith needs a 10-day. 
they talked about that. So on the, uh, I listened to the whole, uh, so uh, J.R. Smith did a, a pretty long interview with the Pat McAfee uh, show, which is a really good like daily sports podcast. They're on YouTube. I don't know if they actually turn it into a podcast, but they definitely are live on YouTube uh, for about two hours. And they're really good. I like them because they're like very lighthearted and casual and stuff like that. And um, <laughs> but they, But because Pat is an athlete and is involved with the media, he gets a lot of athletes on that don't normally do interviews and stuff like jr smith the reason why i was in the news because he beat the sh- well didn't beat the shit out of him. he punched the shit out no, of him. i beat he the could- shit out of him no, I loved could- every no, no, no. i was gonna say it. i was gonna say he could have beat the shit out of him he yeah, gave he him, him a few, up, though he gave him a yeah. few a few clean punches to just let him know like to let him know that this this is that you ain't don't come here on my shit. <laughs> he was he, like, he could have beat the shit out of him. Before you know? anybody gets at me, I want to say it to y'all before you see it somewhere else. Yeah. That's, <laughs> this motherfucker that was, broke my window to my truck. Yeah. So I chased him down and I beat his ass. You know what? You know <laughs> what's crazy? Exactly yeah. what happened. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah. It's so crazy that. Uh, it's so crazy that like nowadays, like. If this would have been three months ago, that would have been all over the news. Like, oh my God, J.R. Smith accosts this young kid. And now it's just like, oh, that man broke your window, son. Yo, go punch the shit out of that guy. You know what I mean? It's like a few months ago. That's a very different story. But man, he he beat that he beat that kid up. But he was talking about that. But he was um outside of that stuff, um, he uh Pat was asking him, he said, hey, you know, I see you taking these bike rides. People are, you know, putting up Instagram videos of seeing like LeBron, AD, and J.R. Smith working out. Like they ride their bikes around the neighborhoods and then they go out there. So they were like, well, J.R., you're you're not with the Cavs. So, you know, what are you trying to do? He's like, oh, I, I'm hoping that when the playoffs kick off, I'm with a team. So they're like, oh, shit. J.R. Smith about to be back with LeBron on the Lakers out here. Sign a 10-day or a 20-day or something like that. Just get him out there. But the story, you heard how he got off the Cavs, right? Nah, I, I heard mixed story. I think I was listening to when he briefly spoke about that when he was with uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. And he was just saying how, um, you know, there was some workouts involved. Um, he wasn't up for an extension, I believe. He was up to be a free agent. Yeah, I think he declined his extension, and there were supposed to be some workouts involved. And they were like, "Yo, don't even come through." Yeah, he. So he told that. He told the story too. Basically, he said that at the end of the year when LeBron left, right? He was like, "We still had a decent team," you know. And so he's like, "Look, I'm not saying that." we thought we were going to win a championship, but like, I just want to be competitive. I'm a competitor. The guys on a team are competitive. So we went to the ownership and it's like, yo, what's the plan? Right? Cause if it's, we're not going to play, then just trade us for assets. Like, get me out of here. I want to go play competitive. And he said, so all off season, they were like, no, 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 no. We're going to be competitive. We're going to do this. We're going to build a team. Like, you know, so J.R. Smith says, yo, I was doing workouts. I'm getting in the gym. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to become more of a leader this season. Da, 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 da. He's like, and then we start the season and it's just like, oh, yeah, we're not doing any of that. We tanking. Like, we're going for it. And it's like, and then so he was like, he basically was like, motherfuckers i asked you this like i did all this work in the off season i did all this shit and i asked you specifically because otherwise we, i would have said you'll just let me find a trade i'll find a trade you know let me know what you guys would want in return my agent will find a trade and they just basically lied to him all off season and then he was like that shit didn't sit right with me because like you guys knew from the beginning so 
just tell me that and I'll work with you. I, I would have understood, but you lied to me the whole time. He's like, and that's where the shit is like, now I'm not cool. Cause he's like, cause if you would have told me that from the beginning, Hey, we're going to tank and we're going to try to find a trade destination for you. And I couldn't find a trade and y'all couldn't find a trade. Then get, I'm here. You know, it is what it is, but you lied to me all off season. And then we started play, And then we, and then it came in and it's like, Oh no, we're not trying to build a team to win or compete. Then then you lied to me and that shit didn't sit right with me. So he said, apparently he talked to them and basically they worked out a deal where he's just not on the Cavs anymore. So he, they, yeah. that was it. They just let him go. And so he's a free agent. So um, I guess that's what it was. He was that he did have an extension or it was his final year. And it's not that he was a free agent. He, he was a free agent. He was looking to be a free agent. Yeah. He was so they let him go. So. Yep, so they there let him go. go. Man. So he's so. ready to go. He can go on to there. But, yeah, they got 22 teams, and they're going to play. They made it so much more complicated than they had to. It's like they're going to play eight games. Um, that should basically, finish the season. I think there was only eight games left. Yeah, so what they did is they they put all the teams that were within eight games or something like that, all the teams that were within some – amount of games they put them all in it so that's why there's more in the west than there is in the east mm-hmm. and then yeah the playoff basically the playoff stance yeah so it's yeah. like yeah so it goes to there's 13 teams in the western conference but uh nine in the eastern conference but the thing that i don't get is like all of these teams they only pick put the teams in here if they had uh if they were within eight games of making the playoffs but was every team that like nine through 13 all going to play all there because if I was the Spurs or I'm the Pelicans and I'm three games behind and the rest of my season was against teams that are not in this thing, but now they're not in it anymore. So now I got to play LeBron, the Clippers and the Bucks for my last eight games. Oh yeah. No, that definitely has and your schedule changed. Yeah. yeah, So so you were going to play the Brooklyn Nets. Nah, (laughs) now you playing the Lakers. Well, the Nets are in the Nets are seven. Well, no, I was just saying hypothetically. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But that would be, I'd be tired. I'd be like, what the fuck? Why am I here then for like, you know, cause I was, I could have actually had a chance and now you're putting me up against the Bucks and the Lakers for my last eight games. Like, now I, I gotta I gotta win out with LeBron getting warmed up like he's coming out here to go ham. He hasn't played basketball in months. He's gonna be fucking dunking from the fucking half court. So uh, that's gonna I don't be know. very interesting. You know, I'm Either, gonna be really paying attention to the athletes, seeing how they respond to the to the to the three month break. Yeah. To now I, just getting right back to it, uh, I, full speed to compete for a championship because they're gonna be banging at a high level out there. Yeah. I'd like to see how aggressive they continue to play. I think there's gonna be, um, I think it's gonna be the opposite of what I was afraid that it might turn out to be. I think what we'll see is more intense basketball than we've ever seen played before yeah because guys are going to be playing like it's fucking pickup out there yeah they, i think they're, yeah. they're going to be jawing it's going to be good yeah i don't know I if they'll like, let us hear all that shit yeah i like yeah i i, I imagine that they're going <laughs> to do the games are live yeah. yeah they have the they have the well they'll be they'll probably no, be, they'll live, be live but they have you the, know what i'm saying Where what they, they did in uh, like, yeah, yeah what they did in the the soccer league they have like some soccer 
of that because a lot of the sports betting podcasts have been talking about it because it's one of the few things you can bet on in sports. And um, and so they pump in fake crowd noise. And apparently I haven't listened to it because it's like the games are at like 2 to 5 a.m. and I'm not watching a recorded soccer game you know I'd, I'd i'd maybe put it on in the background if it was during the day but um apparently from what i've heard it's it's come out pretty well so i imagine that the nba will do something like that with some fake crowd noise and a little bit of the stuff out there but you got to be careful with what these guys are saying out there because the thing is like those so they not I think be respectful be, yeah They're saying real I think, real disrespectful things yeah, to each because other because i imagine yeah. that in the beginning if they did no sound right in the beginning those first eight games you know i bet some of these teams like i don't think that you know i bet a lot of these teams are really going to be going at like especially if you're like one through four you know you're probably going at like quarter speed right like lebron like what's it matter there's no home court advantage so if the lakers lose all eight games and they end up being the three seed like what the fuck does that matter it doesn't matter it's a 16 team tournament there's no there's no buy, so it doesn't make any difference. So I imagine that for the first eight games, you could have played with the regular sound on because, you know, it just kind of is what it is, and there'll be some people playing harder than others because they're trying to get in. But once it turns into a sweet 16 tournament, like college basketball stuff, this is going to be probably the coolest single basketball event ever. Because now it might be. it's the it's a sixteen-team yeah. 16 final. It's like a Sweet Sixteen college basketball bracket, but with the best players in the world playing their hardest. Because Team Sixteen can win a championship now. You know, it's like you all had a break. Everybody's back. Uh, rumors there. It's not even sure that KD won't play. They haven't said that he will, but they haven't said that he won't. So could you imagine KD and and Kyrie out there for the for the Nets now at the at the seventh seed coming out and playing games now like you're just getting the best of the best for everybody. I don't think he so comes hard. out. I think they need to build a chemistry of playing together, or they might just release well, you it put out them there, in like now because fuck it, right? Like Who knows? if they don't Who have, knows? Yeah. yeah, like like but like you're the seventh I, seed I anyway, so be whatever. Looking to rebuild, um, but I mean, if if he's good to go, if he's telling me he wants to go. I'm gonna let the player play. Yeah, hell know, yeah. I'd rather them I'd standpoint. rather them get yeah. I'd rather them start building some rapport now in this tournament. If you don't expect like you're not gonna win the tournament without KD, right? You're not gonna the the Nets are not gonna go on a run without KD and just win and beat the Bucks, the Raptors, the Clippers, or the Lakers, right? They're not gonna win against those teams. So if you got KD, you put them out there and go, fuck it. Either this is going to work or it's not going to work, but it at least gives us some data points of how y'all could play with each other, you know? But I think that it's going to be, I think that it's going to be great. You're going to have the best players in the world going hard as fuck from the jump. Like once that playoff basketball starts, nobody wants to lose. These guys are the ultra competitors. I think those first eight games, it's smart that they did it. I don't really like that. It's kind of like, all the bottom ones it's like a weird like they kind of just should have did like eight warm-up games maybe or something but whatever so they're do however they do it who cares we're getting to basketball so the logistics whatever doesn't matter but i think that uh it's gonna be it's gonna be intense uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really really good and I they'll just do wish probably that, multiple games a day so i just hope that i hear Get the fuck out of here, Hassan. I got this from Melo. I want to hear that a couple times. Play that. Yeah, I mean, you might. Uh, we'll see. It's gonna be. It's gonna be good. NHL is gonna be back too. They're gonna do hub cities. They're going straight into the playoffs. So they're gonna do playoffs first, hub cities. So they'll have 
three games a day from each hub city. So it's going to be just pure playoff hockey, pure playoff basketball, just just sports out the ass is going to be everywhere. It's going to it's going to be great. What I what I wonder what they're going to do is because we talked about this on the last episode about how they're putting them all in Orlando. So I don't know how you keep the hose out of Orlando. I mean, I don't know how you do it. And so you're you can't tell me that not one of these hoes. You can't tell me that James Harden ain't going to go to a strip club. That's what James Harden does. James Harden goes to strip clubs. So like now you're saying like if James, what if James Harden catches COVID-19? Then do you shut down the whole thing again? Or are we just saying like, dog, if you get, if you test positive, you're out. You're just gone. Goodbye. Get the fuck out of here. I wonder what's going to happen there. Cause all these pl- like mate, like it would work if you test them all and you segregate them and you keep them separated in their own little biodome bubble. But you can't tell me that you're going to keep what, how many team are, how many, do they up the rosters in the playoffs? Is it like 16 they have when they go into the playoffs? How many players are on the, I know they up it for the playoffs, right? For what? The roster size for the playoffs. For the NHL? No, for the NBA. Uh, no, it's an eight and eight C. No, no, no. Roster I mean, so, for the actual yeah. team, no, yeah. no, it's the same. Oh, I thought so, they added no. extra spots or something for this. No, it's okay, a thirteen man team, yeah. and then you have the two reserve players. Okay, oh. yeah. So you got fifteen players times sixteen. Let's do a little math here. Fifteen times sixteen. That's two hundred. You got two hundred and forty people. You're telling me you're going to be a, more than half of those guys are millionaires. You're telling me that none of them are going to go out and do something like somebody's going to catch something. And so then what do you do? That's the only thing that worries me about this is we'll get like partway through. You imagine like partway through like a Lakers Clippers, like five game series where they're just going ham and like someone and like LeBron gets like catches it. Like now what do you do? You know, that's the one thing that worries about me, but you know what? You got to think you got to, you got to think glass half full, positive vibes, and that we're out here and we're gonna get we're gonna get sports back. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm I look forward to it. I can't really complain. The one thing is we won't be able to go out to a bar and you won't be able to yell. LeBron did it for his city, you know, because this uh, no, year he did it for Kobe. No, 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 no. He did it for there Kobe. There is no. I mean, now that that would be nice for the city of LA, but uh, as far as uh, that energy, that can't be replicated. That was history. 2016 finals lebron james yeah for the people if you don't know yeah for the people that don't know basically we i don't think it was game seven it was game seven right we were watching game seven at a bar and uh it was when the it was when the Cavs kit were tied it up from down being down 3-1 and lebron james went full just Terminator mode with the glasses on and the headphones on, just didn't talk to anybody, goes full fucking Terminator mode. And there was a table full of chicks that were sitting in front of us that were all like Golden State bandwagon fans. And when fucking LeBron James won, Carlo Brown is just yelling at the top of his lungs. He did it for his <laughs> fucking city. He did it for the fucking city. And That's he's what got, I said. I said he, he did it so for t- Cleveland. Oh, he did it for Cleveland. He did it for Cleveland. Yeah, he did it for fucking Cleveland. Just screaming at them. They were. I wasn't so yelling at these ladies. You I were was just yelling, yelling out in loud excitement in excitement and joy. Yeah, the entire game, I was yelling like I was on the baseline. Yeah, 
watching the game like I was coaching. I'm like, oh, shoot that. Oh, yeah. You should have – I was really <laughs> into this game. And then LeBron gets that block. Kyrie hits that shot. And the buzzer beat, and the buzzer goes off after Stephen Curry misses, which I didn't think he was going to do. I was just like, oh, he did it for Cleveland. I felt, I felt like I won. I felt like I was out there with you, Bron. <laughs> I appreciate you, LeBron. You inspired me. Not real talk, though. It was very, it was very, very exciting. Especially, it was a good game. I think the score was they didn't even break ninety on either side. So, good times. Yeah, they didn't. They were not playing around. That was fantastic. That was one of the. That'll be one of the my my favorite sports viewing moments of all time like us all the boys sitting out there a few beers a little bit of food just watching game seven of the of possibly one of the greatest nba finals of all time some of the greatest players to ever play the game and just I mean, to go the Warriors out there and, were 73 and nine man yeah they weren't they it was they were up three one they beat the uh the uh, Thunder, who were um, up 3-1 on them in the Western Conference Finals. I actually watched with the game that the NBA was playing from uh, then. It was game five. They replay a lot of games, and you could just stream it whenever they're doing it live. But um, they played game five. And in game five, this isn't even a knock at KD, but he got caught up playing hero ball. Russell Westbrook was playing very well. Serge Ibaka was playing very well. Yo, KD took a lot of shots. He missed a lot of shots. He should have been looking for his teammates. Don't get me wrong, though. He's KD. A lot of them shots that he was missing, you thought he was going to make that shit. I'm not saying he was taking bad shots, but it was just interesting to watch. And uh, they didn't coach that team right. They didn't coach that team right against uh, the Warriors. They could have beat those guys. But, yo, they didn't. Then they went up against LeBron, 73-9, and up 3-1. And then, boom, that block on Eagle Dollar is the greatest defensive play in all of NBA history. I don't care what you – they've been some great ones. I know that's me calling out a lot of great defensive plays, but, yo, this man jumped from, like, the free throw line. Golden State gets that layup. They win that game. It's just that simple. That's how it is, man. That was one of the greatest sports was, moments, man. That was so I good. I wish I was LeBron, son. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. I just wanted to say that to get a, to get a laugh out of the people. I, but nah, it I, was I'm an amazing. Yo, said I'd, I'd trade my life for LeBron's life in a fucking heartbeat, Nah, man, son. honestly, Talk I would never wish for another man's life. You that know? ain't Harlem. That nah, ain't Harlem to wish that. for another it's man's not, life. It's not that. It's more so just like, yo, to be LeBron, yo, I can't go nowhere. There's always people watching me. There's always shit around me. I, uh, it's probably more tiring to be LeBron than it is. I mean, yeah, he has all the money. Yeah, he's going to be able to retire and live this great life. But, nah, man, it's just it's just it's pretty, to pay the cost to be the boss sometimes. And, I hear you know, that. That man's working out all the time. He's grinding. It's like the mindset he's in. Like, LeBron James, like, He's somebody that really does have a high work ethic and a high drive, and I see a lot of relatability. But I don't even know if I'm on that man's level. Like, this, to, to be LeBron, I don't think I'd want to be him. Like, he's he's one of the most famous people on the planet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. LeBron takes his shit with his blinds open. That's front page news. Yeah, like, you're right. What kind of shit is that? You know what I'm saying? I could fucking jerk off on my balcony and no one would even see it. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I hear you, man. That's not something I'm doing, by the way. It was just a contrast to give you an idea, people. We're in a time where everyone's going to take something you say and come at you, Conti. I said, and I repeat, I said, I need my next girl to be as reliable and delicious as Popeye's. And I got K-Mat for that statement. Do you see anything wrong with that statement, Conti? Do I see anything wrong with that statement? I'm asking you personally, yes. No. I mean, right. I, I don't, like... I don't know that I would use Popeye's in my analogy, but I I understand what you're saying, and I feel you. No, reliability is a really excellent character trait. And I like Popeye's. That's something that means something to me. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm like, saying? like you I was like, just saying I, it I in a general statement, statement on yeah. my fucking Snapchat story. Like, you clicked on my shit. Oh, I thought you. Yeah, I thought you were talking to her. I in didn't the DM. send that shit to her. I no, thought that. I thought you said it to her. She hit me in the DM. Oh about shit! My That's even shit. worse. That's even yeah. worse. I didn't know it's that. Like, yo, I didn't know that. The fuck out of here. I didn't know that shit. I didn't solicit. You think that's how I'm sliding in girls? D- no, I on. thought you guys were having a conversation in the DMs and then you dropped it. I wouldn't that's what say I say that to a person. I was just talking shit. That's like I me know, being that's... up here saying that. You know yeah, that's saying? why I was confused. That's why I thought. That's what I was. That's why I was like, "Oh, <laughs> Listen, damn!" That's baby, why I asked you I if you, you were to talking be to her. As reliable and delicious. That's Popeye. That's you what I that? thought. And then you were like, "She got mad," and I was like, "Well, are you telling this girl you're trying to date her?" I didn't know if this was just out there on your story. Now, now the whole thing's different. I got a whole. Yo, I gotta say that to a bitch now. That's part of me into a, to a chick now. You see, I mean, that's some pimp shit to say, though. That's yeah. why I would say yeah. it like that. It's that's like, what, what I thought you were saying. That? I thought you just straight up like she was talking to you about like. Oh, you going out? Because, like, you said it was your ex, but you were, like, chatting. or You hadn't talked to her in a while. I thought you were having a conversation. I'm going to say that. You had I'm mentioned. I'm know the reaction I get. But, st- yeah, that's what I thought you were saying was, like, oh, I was chatting with her in the DMs, and it came up to about, oh, am I seeing anybody? And I was like, nah, I haven't found anybody that's as reliable as, as Popeye's. And, that, like, I thought that's how the conversation went, you know? <laughs> what? That's what I thought That's Yo, what I thought you were saying. You should have came at me. If, the, if that's what you thought I said, you should have been like, what the hell are you saying? <laughs> what kind of shit is that? That's why I asked but, how her situation was. That's why I asked if, like, oh, nah, you've been talking to her. I literally was in the drive-thru at Popeye's, and I Snapchatted yeah. me sitting in the drive-thru, and I was just like, yo, if she says to you, Popeye's isn't an acceptable date, you need to just get rid of her. Matter of fact, I want my next girl to be as reliable and delicious as Popeye's. Yes. That's what I said. Yes. In the whole, and then she sent the, the, this, cause you know how Snap will break up yeah. your shit. She yeah. sent this, the back half, which was the next girl shit. I needed to be as reliable and delicious as Popeyes. She had a problem with that. I thought she was trying to flirt with me at first with the LOL boy bye. Uh huh. And then my response to her was, I don't want to get into the specifics. Well, she is trying. I mean, she is obviously trying to flirt with you. Like, I don't know, because she seemed to be tight. Like, I don't know. I mean, she's tight, but she's like, right? Because someone that's like mad at you for that just doesn't hit you up. They don't go like in your DMs. Like, if you see someone post some crazy shit that you don't want to talk to, you don't go, hold on, I got to get in their DMs and change their mind. You're like, I'm I'm straight, bro. (laughs) Like, I just, I don't need to talk to this person. 
Yeah, I wish more people possessed that energy because it seems to me the internet has the opposite energy. Everyone thinks their opinion needs to be heard and expressed. <sighs> now, that's a bad time for me to be saying that. I wasn't even talking about whatever. No, you I know. know. What? I know. I was I... literally just saying a generalized statement. So let's just skip over that. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, it's getting about to be my time. Carlo Brown doesn't know how long he's been on the record. It's been that. We're just off. under an hour, about 50 minutes. Yeah, that's about that's that's the only time I want to give y'all. Y'all can only handle 50 minutes at a clip. Where? It's too raw for y'all. I feel it's it. too raw. <laughs> it's like my bars, you feel what I'm saying? That's why I ain't blow up yet, because I, I don't want to release them records. Bars. Hurt your ears. Bars. I'm playing, I'm playing. Bars. <laughs> That's all we spit. Bars, Nick. Bars. <laughs> yeah, all those people need to shut the fuck up. It's only entertainment. Yeah. All I, I, all those people are like, oh, bars over what they're doing now. I'm like, yo, don't <laughs> listen to what they're doing now. <laughs> See, everybody got an opinion. You feel just shut the fuck up. Be happy, bro. Yeah. You could be fucking in Vietnam right now trying to not get the coronavirus. Yeah, you could have been in you could have you could be a uh I won't even get into it. You could be no. in a lot of places and a lot of things that are that are not going so well, you know? Yo, really my life Hunter, is- you're breaking up. I can't hear yeah, you just broke up. I'm sorry, oh. dude. I couldn't hear a word you All just right, said. Well, I don't know what that was, but I guess the technical difficulties are catching up to us and they're telling us just <laughs> just get the fuck out of here so at the end of the day we love y'all we appreciate y'all thanks for letting us fill your ears for about an hour this week we appreciate all your y'all and uh we'll be back with you appreciate so, your patience yep everybody you know stay safe out there and uh we'll see you next week peace <laughs>